0: Hey fam, I hope you guys are having a great week. I can't wait for you guys to listen to this week's episode. It's one of my top three rated episodes that I wanted to share with you because it deserves listening to, re-listening to, and just learning so much because it's about being in relationships while you're sheltering, which I think we're all going through right now. It's from my favorite relationship expert, Matthew Hussey. Please enjoy. DM me. Let me know what you think about this episode. Do rate and review this podcast and you guys take care of each other.
1: Listen, honey. Listen, honey. Listen, honey.
0: Listen, honey, listen, honey. Listen, honey. honey. Fam, I hope everybody is well out there. I... I'm literally picturing a sea of all these different faces as you guys tune into my podcast because I don't know how to picture people anymore since all I see is my man, my mom, and my damn self in the mirror. I miss people. So thank you for taking the time to tune into this podcast. I want to say first off, thank you to all the essential workers. Thank you to everybody who's on the front lines. Um, Deliverymen, janitors, everybody who is um, serving people and just... Um, I pray that you guys are safe, and I thank you for all your tireless work, and I pray that everybody at home is really, really well too. Um, I wanted to do this podcast specifically around these times, and I asked for my dear friend Matthew Hussey to join me today because I haven't heard from him, and I thought, you know what, let me just save this because I want to talk to you on our podcast about all the questions that I have about relationships and what you're thinking and how you're doing. So Matthew Hussey, welcome to Listen, Honey. How are you, friend?
1: Good. It's so good to see you.
0: So good to see you too. I'm so thankful for Zoom. We're looking at each other right now. And like I said, you look good. Like I'm, I expected more of like your hair to be a little bit more of a man bun, or where's where this disheveledness? Who's cutting your
1: hair? Oh, it's coming. No, no one's cutting my hair. I'm cutting the front. I've been doing like the sideburns in the front of the ears okay. here. But it's growing, the back is is in, like, it's a different story in the back. I'm. I'm
0: Wait, you've got the like Zoom two- in the front, but the party in the back?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm like like, a mullet. I'm like, I'm like two months out from being Joe Exotic.
0: No, wait. Oh, my God. Wait, I kind of want to see it now. You've got to do a little pivot for me,
1: just a little bit. Well, look here. Look, I'll show you. Look at all these like little hairs.
0: Oh, I see all... now. They're kind of tufting out. You could have a little yeah. ponytail if you wanted.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's come, Don't worry. It's come. It, it's all there. It's just if I start, I can take an electric here, but if I start taking it to the back, there's no telling. Oh, what's gonna shoot.
0: Happen. I mean, what's besides grooming? Let's just talk really, like, very materialistically about things you miss, conveniences. (sighs) Like, what are the top? Because I know for a woman, it's our manicurist, it's our waxer. And for people in Hollywood, it's your makeup artist or somebody that can help you do hair. Because I'm not great at hair. So, what is it for Matthew Hussey? Jiu jitsu. Oh, you miss jiu jitsu because you need Um, your trainer and your studio. Jiu jitsu,
1: Muay Thai boxing all that stuff i miss like i miss all that yeah because i i can do home i i mean i say i can do home workouts i haven't been doing home workouts i hate them i like i just have no interest in doing a workout in my living room so i've been going for runs and that's fine you know it just is sort of just i don't know it makes me feel like i've done something but i'm not doing i'm used to like crushing a workout every day and going and training hard. And I'm not doing that. I kind of miss that. Do you think at the same time?
0: Sure. Sure. Do you think you're not doing those home workouts because you are missing the component of another person, an interaction, a person you're doing it with? Like, is is that why is it the human contact or is it the, the studio? Is it what is it exactly?
1: I think it's a combination. I'm on one hand, yes, I'm missing that person that I go to that, you know, I'm just like, well, I'm just showing up for this person. Yeah. But it's also, I'm actually quite enjoying the amount of productivity that I'm getting, right? I'm getting a lot done. I'm yeah. I'm getting more done creatively than I normally get done. And, you know, Jameson Jordan, who's here with me today, uh, you know, we... We're, we're the only two people seeing each other right now. We're like, we're the, we've chosen each other for yeah. quarantine. Yeah. Um, he, 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 who directs all my videos. He said, yeah, you have more energy because you're not like working out two hours a day. <laughs> He's like, Interesting. That's why you're getting so much done. I'm like, why am I? Right. Having, why am I getting so many good working hours? So I'm actually kind of enjoying that. And I don't, I think life, you go, you have little chapters, don't you? And I'm actually quite enjoying an excuse. Quarantine. not yeah. to not to like go hard on that and just to keep a keep a hand in with runs but not feel like i need to go crazy with it i'll get back to that but i'm not so worried about it right now
0: no i know what you mean um I, i i one side of me is really enjoying the quality time and the 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 practice of being more present we're more present with the meal that we're cooking because you're using ingredients that you don't know if you could go, out, you know, for a moment you didn't know if you could go out and shop for easily again, or you're, you know, having a conversation with somebody who, you know, you're not just asking, how's your day? Like you're really in tune now when you're asking, what did you do today? And so I like the mindfulness part of it. I am torn because, you know, outside there's so much confusion. You know, we've got some States opening up today when I drove here to do my podcast, cause I'm doing my podcast here, but I quarantine over in um, my partner's place and I saw a lot of traffic out there. Like I saw full traffic on 405, not not back to back, not bumper to bumper moving, but it was all the cars were there and I've been quarantined. I've been staying completely in. So this was new to me because I haven't seen this type of action uh, outside. The fruit lady on the street was back in action. She was working, Matthew. And I was like, wow, we're serving hand cut fruits and she feels safe. I mean, you know, and- the businesses were open. The Carvel ice cream was open. The, the, the floor flower shop was open. So I'm, I'm wondering like, what are we supposed to know right now? Are we, are we supposed to know that it's safer to quarantine? Are we, you know, and you know, governors and mayors are saying they're opening up Vegas and Atlanta. So I'm confused.
1: It's a really, it's a really confusing time. And those kinds of things, I think, we're all speculating right now but i i feel they're giving a false impression of how soon life will return to normal because there's talk from different corners about like when we'll get back to normal but yeah there is no for, as far as i'm aware there is no normal until there's a vaccine like no you right what does normal mean until there's a vaccine certainly yes. it's hard to imagine that you know they're talking about sports essentially just not returning this year yes. um concerts are are dead, you know, the idea of a festival or any of that is dead. So like, does normal essentially just mean that some restaurants will open up? But even then I'm, I'm kind of interested, like a restaurant finances itself on a certain number of covers in a night. So if they can only have half the tables because they have to spread people out, can they even do enough covers in a night to sustain them? You know, I'm, I'm just confused by the whole thing. And I don't, I, I hate, you know, you, you always, people kind of see you as a downer when you talk about how long it could go on for, but the reality is I just don't get, if there's no vaccine for a year, then what's the difference in the next year? Other than, I guess, if people just get more comfortable with risk and taking that risk, right. then yeah. As fr- from what I know, from a very, na- you know, naive perspective of understanding these things is that, If we all do rush out, then it could spike again. And then we're back to... And
0: and we wasted all this work that we've been doing to flatten the curve. Yeah. And and another thing that, you know, um, that really alarms me is the very significant groups of people that are being hit by this. We know that Black Americans, particularly Black men, are being affected most by COVID-19. And then people in underserved communities do not have tests do not have the primary care they need in order to get tested, don't have the, um, the access to take care of their kids or their formulas and their diapers, the moms out there that are single moms. So, so yeah, so it's a, it's, a, it's a scary time. And um, I just pray that everybody is just doing, number one, what's safe for them. What is the safest for you? I know that it feels right now that the most important thing is to go out there and to make money. And I do understand that there are many families that don't easily have that choice because they need to put food on the table. Um, but I just really pray that people are doing what's safe for them. Because to me, the m- biggest concern is, is your health. Your health and your well-being, right? Um, that being said, health and well-being, I've found myself calling a lot of my friends just to check in and see how they're doing. And you being my relationship expert friend, I've really started to notice Two things happening, and I'll put a, a pro and a con. Mm. The pro is we're really learning the essence of quality communication. When you're texting somebody, you're not just like WID. You know? You're a little bit more like, how are you? How's your family? Um, you know, what did you do today? And you're really thinking about the answer. You're sharing recipes where we're, we're connecting more. We're FaceTiming more than ever. Great. So the human contact is there. I even love how much social media has really saved us during these times because we need to see people doing fun TikToks. And we need to see what people are getting into. And even DJs out there spinning on their own and just happy about the 300,000 people like D-Nice, Teddy Riley, Babyface. They're spinning because they're thankful to have this audience that's there with them. And we're getting, you know, Babyface and Teddy Riley hit a high of 500,000 people that were tuned into their battle, which could never fit in any stadium or any concert hall. Yeah. So it's amazing. Yeah. Great. Human contact. We're... Over all the bullshit we're hearing out there, this is surviving and, and thriving. The cons, I'm hearing about relationships, really realizing through this quarantine whether or not they're going to make it, whether or not they're worth it to be together. I have married couples that are like, wow, I realized I really don't fucking like you and I don't want to <laughs> be here with you. I There's- at this moment, Matthew, in Hollywood, as Hollywood would do, there's a television show that's being built around all of the divorces that are happening from quarantine because they have so many stories that they could actually build, like, a season out of. And then I have friends who are really, who are, so that's the married friends, right? Then I have friends that are just dating, and they're realizing that their boo is not the right boo to be with. They're not They're not the partner that's thinking, Ahead, They're not the partner that's thinking for them. They're not thinking about they're just using them or they're not um, somebody that they would want to be with for a lifetime. And then there's partners who were, then there's friends of mine who were just dating somebody but saw the person drop off the face of the earth after the quarantine. And so realized their real characteristics. So this quarantine, besides having to do with like contact and human contact, it's really teaching us about relationships. What have you learned on your side with, all the news you're getting in with maybe your own friends and family?
1: Man, there's, like you say, there's people in a lot of different situations. I think that what we're experiencing is just extremes. If you are in this and you're single and you were already lonely, you're now experiencing an extreme of loneliness. If you were heartbroken because somebody just broke up with you right before this, you're now going through an extreme heartbreak you''re, you're it's on steroids If you were long distance with someone before, but you looked forward to seeing them every three or four weeks, now you're looking at two or three months or however long it is. If you were you know living with someone before, now you're around each other 24 seven you're not even going to the office in the middle of the day or whatever. So I think what everyone is experiencing is a magnified version of what they had, and that's that's what we're struggling with is, okay, how do I operate in extreme conditions? And that's what my advice over the last couple of weeks has really been about the practical side of that. If you're single, if you're seeing someone, if you're in a relationship long distance, if you're in a relationship under the same roof, how do you deal with what is now an extreme situation? And you know, interestingly, I know that you framed it as a con, that people are finding out their relationships aren't working. It might actually be it might actually be an incredible gift because you might find out in three months what it would have taken you five years to find out.
0: Right. So what do you say, okay, let's just jump right to it. For all of my listeners right now and your fans who are wondering, is this the keeper? Is this the person when I get out of this quarantine that I actually want to stay with? What are some of the key things you would advise one of your great friends to look out for when it comes to the checklist?
1: hmm A friend of mine, he, he said three, he was, I remember him saying to me, Matthew, there are three ways to know if someone's the one he said, one, if you have a real sexual attraction with them, you really want to sleep with them. Okay. Because without that, you have, you have glorified friendship, right? Okay. Two, do you want to, do you feel proud when you show up to a party with them? So are you proud when your friends, your family, and your colleagues meet that person? Because many people have a relationship in private that only works when it's in private. Private. When all of a sudden the opinion that this person is under the scrutiny mm. of the opinions of others they value, now it's a problem. So are you proud to sh- and comfortable to show up to the party with them? And then lastly, uh, this one's so- slightly morbid, but there's something to it if you had kids with this person and you died, would you be happy with the values that these kids would be raised with? Um, And the interesting thing about that point is we often will subject ourselves to behavior and and habits and and so on that we accept for ourselves because we don't treat ourselves very well, but we would never accept for someone we love. So if this person was to indoctrinate (laughs) – people you loved with all of their beliefs and ideas and outlook. Would you be okay with that? And if the answer is no, then this probably isn't the right person. So I remember him giving me those three, three things. And I thought there's something really interesting to that. And as you asked that question, I'm wondering how many of those apply to, uh, right now. Well, I think, you know, the sex part is tricky for some people right now, either because they're not having it because someone's far, or because someone's under the same roof and they're like, oh my God, in order to want it with you, I need to have a break from you.
0: Right, um, right. Uh,
1: then there's the the values part. And I think the, what you said about you know people realizing, oh my God, I don't like you that much. I don't like you as much as I thought. That's because we're getting so up close with someone that we're seeing them at every part of their day. And what we're noticing now, if you're, if you're now quarantined with someone, what you're noticing is they're what are they like when they're too exhausted to be charming? What are they like when they wake up in the morning? What are they like when they're stressed in the middle of their day? Like what you, what them are you presented with that you maybe haven't seen before because you were dating someone where they were always on their best behavior for the date that you were on. Um, In terms of long distance, I think the thing that we're looking for, and I suppose the thing that we're looking for with someone who's under the same roof or long distance is how valuable a teammate is this person? The, the we We base initial attraction on all these. They're not silly things, but they're not the things that often make a relationship work. You know, we base it on physical attraction. We base it on chemistry. We base it on this person making us laugh. We have great dates together. We have fun. But that's not really an indicator of, how strong the relationship is going to be that you only really know that it's funny. People are always afraid of things going wrong in a relationship. Like I might lose this person over this, you know, something went wrong. We had a bad fight. I don't want to lose this person over this. And I think don't be afraid of the bad moments because that's when you'll know you, you don't know when you go have a, when you go like to Disneyland, you don't know what you have. Who's not going to enjoy that day. Right, right. Right. You can enjoy that day with someone you had no chemistry with. Right. The person who, when things go south, when something gets either, something internally in your relationship goes bad or something externally, that's when you'll know whether you guys can actually weather a storm together. And so I would be looking at this and going, is this like, is this someone that, you know, I, I always think like, if you got washed up on an island with just you and your partner, is that a good person to get washed up on an island with? Well, in a way, we just got washed up on an island together. Like how, how are they dealing with it? And are they making your life easier and better through this? Are they making you stronger? Or is it constantly sapping you? Are they constantly draining you? Are they constantly uh, uh, bringing negativity to you? These are, these are, you're going to learn in these times how someone shows up.
0: I absolutely agree with you. Um, we got to take a break. But when we come back from the break, Matthew, I want to ask, I'm going to throw a couple of scenarios at you. Because wow. I know that men are dealing with the quarantine very differently from than women. And I want to see how you would handle them. Because these are common things that I've heard from many of my girlfriends. And I'm interested to know if... You feel it's our fault, or if it's the man's fault? So when we come back from this break. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to Listen, Honey, where I'm getting in deep with my friend Matthew Hussey here, relationship expert and. Honestly, very chiseled and, and put together for a quarantine, I have to tell you. I'm wondering if you've got some like grooming expertise inside you too, because eyebrows, beard, everything in check.
1: Wow. I'll take it. I'll take the compliment.
0: <laughs> and I'm saying this because I've been on Zoom just the entire time through this quarantine. So when I see my guy friends, it's just so cute to me that a man can completely let himself go burly and it's adorable. Like it literally feels like Movember, right? But women... <laughs> we're out here like I'm, I've am i got nails that are falling off. I'm like, you know, I've got myself together now because I just shot a show earlier, but I see my girlfriends and their eyebrows are becoming eyebrow and mustaches are. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, this really sucks that in society, we can't just let ourselves go, but you guys can.
1: I um, think you're giving men a bit too much credit. I don't think they think? look as good as everyone says. They look once they start getting burly and overgrown. And I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think this is, you've got, some kind of like Chris Pratt, you know, (laughs) Aquaman version of Burley in your mind where like Chris Pratt's finished a movie, lets himself go for two weeks. Oh, he's got a, he's got a slight beard. Look at, you know, and he's put, and he's slightly lost his abs. I don't think most men getting really like just letting themselves go is attractive for that long.
0: Do they like it though? I feel like they enjoy it. Like they secretly are like, yeah.
1: That might, be a, that might be a difference.
0: Especially in LA because be. there's a certain look expectation for guys here. You're either doing the man bun and you look like you don't care, but you look kind of like almost feminine and 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 androgynously sexy. Right. And right. then there's guys who completely let everything go. You know, the goatee down here or whatever. And then that looks cool and artistic. It's very Silver Lake. Right. It's right. very like indie. And then you've got, super, super chiseled and everything's like cut and perfect and the brows are tweezed and you've even got your manicure and it's questionable if you're in West Hollywood or if you're like even giving me vibes here. But LA definitely has some types of men. So I appreciate seeing everybody just kind of let themselves go.
1: That's funny. Earlier you
0: were talking about the type of the type of person we are currently with and how to kind of give them their criteria to decide if we're with them for the long haul. And I wanted to say that I absolutely agree with you on the latter too, which was, would you feel proud to bring this into a person into a, par- a party? I agree with you on the latter too. The first one being, would you feel proud to bring this person to a party and introduce them to your friends? And mm-hmm. the third one, which is if you were to leave this earth, would you feel safe knowing that this person is taking care of your kin? Right? Totally agree with those. Um, The first one, do you have a sexual connection with that person? I want to tweak the wording from sex to do you have an intimate connection with this person? And I know that's probably what you meant, but for the average person out there, um, during the quarantine especially, sex is going to get old really fast, right? You do it like rabbits for the first couple weeks. And then after a while, it's just it's just th- it's just that and you 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 either start to do it just to get off or you're bored and you never want those two reasons to be a part of your relationship right there's a time when you want to just go and do it to get off and there's a time when you're doing it just to be bored but when you're with a with your actual partner i think it's so important to to have depth in and in, in just intercourse besides just intercourse so we all know that there's intimate ways of having sex with tantric sex and doing things you know on a more on a more um, connected level. But there's also the importance of being able to be with somebody 24 hours a day and really talking to them and, and, and finding out what's going on through their mind um, mm-hmm. so that you don't feel like you're just kind of in two separate rooms in one house, you know? There's also being able to touch somebody and not have to talk because you've talked your ass off for the last 24 hours and now you just wanna to touch somebody and lay with your feet across theirs and be on your phone or be you know watching a movie and not have to say anything at all. Um, I think there's also language when you sleep with one another, you know, after a while, when you've slept next to each other and after a quarantine of 24 hours and, and you've also done it like rabbits, you might just start sleeping on opposite sides of the bread and bed. And that can also send a message where you guys begin to live your own solo lives in one house. And that, that can feel different too. So I just would, I would add for me, I love those, those three criteria. I'm actually comparing it to my own life, but I also crave Intimacy. I crave that if my vagina wasn't working right now during this quarantine, would you work just as hard to get me wet, to get me talking, to get me moving, to get me open, like all those things in every other way, you know? I,
1: I, my, I agree, but I think that's a different thing almost. Hmm. Intimacy Intimacy and sex can be intrinsically connected and usually are within a relationship. Um, But I wonder if sometimes the pressure on intimacy during sex or during sexual activity creates a lot of pressure around the act that sometimes does mean, you know, sometimes someone does just want to get off, whether it's her or him, and doesn't want to you know, if it's almost like there's the night where it's this is we're going for romance tonight. We're going for like yes. true intimacy and connection. And there's times when it's like, I would just really like if you would do this, <laughs> you know, and right, then, right. Like, in either direction. And I feel like sometimes that's that's fun too. And I so I, I feel like it they're not always fully connected in that way and sometimes the pressure for them to be is actually what's put what puts people off a much sometimes easier version of playing around and, and doing that you know
0: yeah yeah you think that the pressure of being intimate or being more thoughtful about sometimes let's just use the word just a good fuck is is complicating to people
1: i actually think that sometimes it's the enemy i i think wow yeah, I do.
0: Give me a scenario because I really want to understand that. Like, okay, we all understand that in some couples, of course, just getting off is hot and heavy. It's, it's great. It's a quickie. It's called a quickie and it's totally allowed. But are you, you're not saying that, let's just say your relationship out of your th- friend's three criterias, the two were great, but the- last one is really just to fuck there's really no intimate connection no
1: no i i think well i would argue so so those were his three things that he said i don't think they're comprehensive and from my side you know that john i think it's john dunn said marriage is a 50-year conversation sure and that to me implies the connection part that to me is like do you are you with someone who on an intimate level you feel like you could be conversing with over the years. Right. That suggests a much deeper connection. And right. and that I wouldn't want to be in a long-term relationship with anyone that was just physical, where it wasn't like you and I are deeply connected in the way we think about life, in the way that in our outlook, in our values. It doesn't all really have to be the same, but they have to like fit Aligned together. somehow, yes. Um and and so I think that's tremendously important. I just think that for some couples, the pressure that they put on setting a mood, sometimes actually that, that's the thing that creates such a kind of labor to getting into the thing that sometimes it, you know. The- Does it
0: have to be a labor though? Does it have to be labor intensive? What if it's as intimate as placing your hand on someone's heart? And just breathing with them,
1: fine, but are you telling me that single people are always craving that, or that sometimes the fun is in like the i just i just like you know had this fun little moment with someone yep. that you know we were driving home, and they just you know like that in the car we did this or that, or like i I think that sometimes what is lost is the spontaneous side of it that doesn't have Ah. to feel like it's like a, there's a buildup, you know, the, the foreplay element of things, which is don't get me wrong. I don't want to, I don't want to suggest because there's a lot of people that could use what I'm saying as an excuse for giving no thought to the, the environment they create for the right mood with their partner, especially men. Like a lot of men could take that to mean like, great. I don't have to try. Like I'm just going to, that's not sexy either. So if you, if you're always leaning that direction, you're in trouble because yes. um, the person you're with is going to be craving something more intimate and, and so on. But I just think that we have to be really careful not to make being in a relationship synonymous with a completely different kind of sex because that, that takes the light and shade uh, out of sex. All of a sudden in a weird way, actually sex becomes monotone mm. because it always is one thing. And yes. what's what creates variety is when there are many different versions of us being sexual together. You know, it doesn't have, you know, whether it's the guy or the girl, you know, if you want to get, you want me to get you off right now and it would just be fun for you if I just got you off, let's just do that. Like you just ask me in the sec, like it would be like, let's say it's sexy for the other person to just say, Hey, can you do this right now? And you don't say, well, what about me? Or, well, why don't we go out to the bedroom or what? Why don't you, if you just did it, they're like, that's so hot. If that's their thing, then it's like, we shouldn't, I I don't think we should, we should, you know, in any relationship, what happens a lot and regardless of outside of sex too, is that we have a tendency to give what we want and we have to reverse that. We have to give what they want and ask for what we want and too often it's like you know uh, someone it's like buying someone a present and the present is really something that you thought you'd enjoy together ah. well, it's not really a present for you that's a present for us it might even just be a present for me a present for them is something i know is just like this is just something you want maybe it doesn't even turn me on but if it turns you on i'm down because right. that's what a relationship is we're like out to well, i, wanna Please, I want to meet your needs each other Though I think that that's something that has to be factored into sex a little more is where we can get into that territory of like, but it doesn't work for me, but okay, then what, tell them what works for you. Right. And that's something they need to know. Right. Right. There has to be, but there has to be both. If it's always in one direction of you pleasing the other person, then you've got, then that's a problem.
0: Yes. I understand. Totally got what you're saying. Okay. So let me throw a couple of, of scenarios at you. So I have a friend, a girlfriend, who was very seriously seeing a guy. They could not quarantine together. He had to take a job and fly overseas. He's not trying so hard to come back anymore. And he's become a lot more distant. And he's definitely not checking in with her as much as she's checking in on him. And the relationship feels completely different now because they don't see each other. It's been, what, 43 days now of quarantine. And... He's not as communicative on the phone. So, guys, for perspective, is that, is he just not that into you? Is that too rough to assume? Cause everybody's having different emotional reactions to this quarantine. What would you say?
1: Well, how they were, are they in a monogamous relationship? Yes. Uh, they were, were they, in it for about two months. For two months before this? Yes. And then, when you said he's no longer flying back, does he have that option, or would that mean yes, course, he, two weeks? And that, you know what I mean? He flew
0: overseas and felt, you know what? I'm going to stay here because it's safer anyway. So why not stay here where the where coronavirus is actually way less?
1: But he has family there, or he like, does not
0: have family, and his family's all kind of spread out, so they're all doing their own thing. So he's he doing just went, it, yeah, he so just
1: he, went to a a place where he does business. Wait, yes. Why did,
0: Yes. So, so no, no, he doesn't do business. He just kind of went somewhere else. So, so just to, okay. let me, let me would, generalize that it. Would so, be,
1: that would me, be like a huge, I would be.
0: That's terrible, right?
1: Yeah, it's terrible.
0: Okay. Well, let me, let me generalize it a little bit more. Let's say you're dating somebody and they're not quarantining with you, but you guys are, you know, quarantining apart. And since the quarantine, this person has become more distant on the guy's end. A lot of my girlfriends say the guys don't call in and check as much. They're now playing their video games like crazy or they see them on the gram active but not so much on the phone. They're not checking in. Are guys behaving to this quarantine differently than women? And is it fair to judge a man's behavior during this quarantine as boyfriend material?
1: I think that rather than, I think that rather than worry about what guys do as a generalization is more productive to think about the kind of partner that you want to be with. And it's hard to, you know, someone said to me that in the last couple of days, like she was like, well, Men are physical first and emotional second. Women are emotional first and physical second. And therefore, are guys, when they meet women right now, going to be, you know, just, they're not just, they're not going to see the point because they can't get anything physical right now. So they're never even going to get to the emotional. Right. right. I don't know if that assumption is true about the the sexes. But what I do know is that if I was a woman, I wouldn't want to be with a guy who didn't show up or didn't wasn't communicative or wasn't emotionally intelligent enough to have a bearing on how i was feeling and it or didn't frankly didn't like me enough to worry about how i was feeling because maybe he does know guys aren't as stupid as everyone thinks you know like a lot of the time they do know that you're suffering or that you're not having a good time with them not calling you but they don't do it anyway. Well, what does that say about how much this person cares about your emotional well-being? So, in that situation, I'd just say the guy is either not emotionally intelligent and frankly, like we're in, you know, a friend of mine, Guy Winch, who has a big TED talk on breakups, he he said to me, he was like, Matthew, this is like wartime. He said, This is like a wartime scenario. This is what preparing for war feels like. And You, he he said, in this time, it's about survival. And if you've got someone that supposedly you're supposed to care about and you're not showing up during this time, I don't know. I would, if I was a woman, I wouldn't be one, I wouldn't be worrying about whether guys are like that in general. I'd be saying, because by the way, most people in general are pretty average. Yeah. Let's just start there like men and women, most human beings, I'm not saying they're not like worthy of more, but most people behave in average ways. So most people, when they're looking for a partner, especially if they're above average, they don't want average. So let's not worry about what the average guy would do. Let's worry about, if you want a great relationship, you can't settle for average anyway. Yeah. So What's that? What was someone who's not average going to do? They're going to actually be like, well, I got my woman right now is going to be going through a difficult time. There's going to be anxiety during this time. There's going to be times of real melancholy. This person needs, everyone needs reassurance right now. We show up for the people we love. I mean, I'm calling my mom every day. So like what, you know, and, and that's a whole different scenario. So if I'm, if I'm dating someone or in a relationship with someone and I'm not making that effort to show up for them, what kind of man am I, I you know, I, yeah. I wouldn't want, I think that should just be a, ter- like, I'd like to flip it for women and be like, instead of being like, I just, it really it's making me sad that they're not calling. I, I'd like them almost to see it as a little bit more of a turn off.
0: Yeah. Like, Oh, I see. Yes. And that activates your brain differently than to, to not
1: wallow in it, but to actually It doesn't activate longing. Right. Right. It doesn't act, unsexy behavior doesn't activate longing. Yes. You're right. It's a turnoff, you know? So then you come into that person with a different state of mind to say like, you know, I honestly, the fact that you don't really seem to call much now and you don't reach out. It makes me wonder whether we have what I thought we had. Right. Because I thought we were super close and I thought we had something that was kind of building, you know, I thought we had momentum. And yes, I don't know about you, but if I really like someone, a little distance for a couple of months isn't going to, that's, you know, I'm bigger than that. My feelings are bigger than that. Absolutely. You know, and if your feelings were bigger than that, then. I don't think that this would ultimately matter to you either because we're playing the long game, you Absolutely. know, not like the next couple of weeks. So it, you know, it, for me, it's, it's disconcerting to feel like you're not really invested in my wellbeing during this time or frankly invested in like continuing our connection. Yeah. What yeah. you
0: just did too, is you really helped actually just lay out the exact verbiage. You gave every single person a script that's not just for quarantine, but, what to do when that person isn't meeting your needs and how to just gently give them the space to explain it or to kind of already decide where you need to go with this, which is, you know, yeah. I feel and the like. the
1: important thing there is this, is this is how this is making me feel. I don't know if I'm right or wrong.
0: Right. That part. I'm, I don't know if I'm right or wrong. So please take the stage here because I'd like you to tell me different. That's so that's good. I love that. Um, Matthew, where can all of my fans find more of Matthew Hussey? I mean, where can they get more nuggets and gems from you and follow in, in your footsteps? Because you just have so much goodness to, to share. I want to know where all of your platforms are.
1: Oh, thank you. You're very, you're very kind, Ginny. Oh, always to me. You're very generous. I, I, I would say one of the, I think a nice thing for people to do right now is work on their own confidence. Um, whether you're single right now and you want to work on that from the perspective of being strong and happy on your own until you meet someone or whether you already have someone and you want to make sure that this person in this situation doesn't have the power to turn you into an anxious wreck, but you can be strong and therefore have the kind of conversations that you and I just talked about because you're coming from a strong place. No one, When you're afraid, All the time, when you're afraid someone might leave you, when you're afraid you won't be okay on your own, someone has an emotional gun to your head all the time. You don't want to come to them with a a grievance or something you're not happy with because you're worried they'll leave if you do. But you're not worried someone will leave if you're strong yourself. So for both types of person right now, I have something really cool. It's essentially a video training that I did from the stage in a private event where I took people through three layers of confidence that... If they just make some tweaks on each of those layers, it will rapidly transform the way they feel about themselves and therefore it will start changing their whole life. So they can go and download that. It's free, um, but they can go and download it at getcoreconfidence.com.
0: I love you, but your accent totally threw me off on that middle word. Get core?
1: Yes, C-O-R-E.
0: Getcoreconfidence.com. That's how you would download this. complete guide on how to get your confidence because I am confident that that's gonna be something you do not wanna miss out for anybody else who had problems <laughs> hearing um, through Matthew's amazing accent. Matthew, I thank you for your time so much today. And and I really, I really do hope you get out there and get your jujitsu on right away because you <laughs> give so much to other people. I want to just know, it just makes me feel better as a friend to you that I know you're getting it back into yourself. So I'm well. thankful for the people that are quarantining with you right now. And I'm also thankful for you to just share this time To give to us some insight on how we can make these days the most.
1: Thanks, Ginny. I love spending time with you. It's a pleasure to be here. Me
0: too. All right. Well, you take care of yourself, Matthew. You guys take care of yourself out there too. Make sure to follow Matthew Hussey on Instagram, download his amazing confidence guide, and take care of yourself. Listen, honey, listen, honey.
1: Listen, honey, listen, honey. Listen, honey, listen, honey. honey,